This podcast is part of a series of conversations from the International Asset-Based Community Development Festival based in Goa. Gilbert Rochecoute is founder and managing director of Village Well, an organisation based in Melbourne that focuses on placemaking. Tell me a little bit about what placemaking is, because many people listening to this might not necessarily know. Great. Yeah, well, placemaking is about, well, actually, in its essence, about creating a great place. And we all get that in terms of how do we build places that are more meaningful, safe, connected, beautiful. So when we say those words, people go, yeah, I want that too. So the importance of um, creating um, places that are meaningful and connected is, is at its core. People that, places that are loved and people want to hang around. So how did you get into placemaking? What was the, the thing that inspired you to kind of get involved? Well, I was born in a, a little village in Mauritius. So, you know, the village life was really my, my great motivation where there was extended family. We, we hung around a village well, which is what my company is called. Um, there was a sense of street life. You always felt safe. There was always someone looking out for you. There was um, a sense of meaning and connection to our natural landscape, to the rivers and the sea. All those little things that um, always was in my DNA. And when I left to Australia, I always remembered that. And I said, why can't we have that all the time? So place and placemaking was really about creating a village life for me and villaging and town making. So we're at the uh, a festival about asset-based community development. So what's that link between placemaking and ABCD? How do they connect together? Yes, well, I think the, the foundation of placemaking is about you know, the principle that the wisdom lies in the community and it's our assets that really unleashes the capacity to create great places. And then the second part of it, it takes many hands to create a place. We all need to participate in the creation of place. And we've done that for thousands of years. We've just forgotten in the last hundred or couple of hundred years what we've given away to governments and experts. So it's really reclaiming that space where Everyone has a gift, everyone has an asset, um, including governments and institutions. But my, my view on that is that these big institutions with the large resource should be facilitators and holders of space and allowing communities to undertake their own sense of, um, well, really their freedom to really create their own destinies. So we as, um, we as citizens come up for ideas of how those spaces can be used and the role of the state and the role of statutory authorities is to support us in enabling those things to happen. That's right and I think you know when you get a sense of um, what are called ownership and empowerment that's when places are made and, th- and also that's when the word authenticity appears when you get the big institutions coming in building big shopping centres and freeways and big boxes and blocks of concrete everywhere and really there's no sense of the small and the local yeah you know Big is not always um, small. Is a new big, as they're calling it at the conference. Yeah, here. absolutely. And the new sexy. So let's go small and let's let's build a thousand, you know, um, interventions of small and beautiful um, acts of love. Yeah, small is beautiful. Small is beautiful. That's the old saying. So, um, can you give us a, some examples, some practical examples of what placemaking might look like in a city or a town? Yeah, you could even start with your own. Um, your own neighbourhood and street, you know, putting little boxes of flowers and, and, and herbs out the front of your street or a little seat out of your, out of your front, front 
porch. You know, it's a radical act. People will stop and sit, even people who are strangers, and they go, who are sitting in front of my house? But then you start conversations. It's about a neighbourly act, really. And the importance of main streets and high streets and town centres are really important where we reclaim those spaces as community hubs and for local businesses and and creating really um, beautiful events that bring people together. We know in our DNA we, we have the DNA of um, rituals of celebration and breaking bread together and music and you know all those things that really bring and glue people together. We call them sticky places because they bring in you know the human heart, they bring in characters, they're very inclusive. So all these things I think um, the concept of um, creating community deep you know community festivals that really represent the spirit of our communities and and all the peoples. I'm Richard Holmes. In conversation with Jabal Rushku, founder and managing director of Village Well. In this podcast, we're talking about placemaking and how the physical environment connects us to the places we live. So when you think about placemaking and you think about social connectedness and how people join up, what's your dream? Well, I think with Melbourne and all places and cities around the world, and even small towns and villages, I think there's a there's a real DNA where there's the concept that we all um, act as citizens and we all start to reclaim our streets and public spaces as spaces for for deep human interaction. But it's interaction we've been doing for, for, for thousands of years of exchange, of conversations, of chance encounters, of music and letting buskers and musicians, letting the crazy ones cut loose for a while, the characters and buildings being painted even and bringing nature back to our places and the, you know, bird song and, you know, wildlife, all these little things that really, you know, when women, children and older people feel safe at a place, they start to enchant a place. Everyone deserves that their gifts, yeah? are shared and celebrated, either for an income or not, it doesn't matter, but we start to really value what matters and what's meaningful. So these environments, for me, is what my dream is, that all different cultures are celebrated, they're inclusive, and and we start to really um, celebrate diversity and inclusiveness. And, you know, at the moment we're going down a beige culture, you know, McDonaldization of society, it gets very boring. You know? Certainly not happening with your shirts. No, no. They're beautiful. Bring, that's right. I'm, I'm a lover. I've got a thousand colourful shirts and for me they express all bits of my personality. So, so for people that are interested in, um, or the, for people that are doing community building, how do they go about opening a place a placemaking conversation? Where, do, where, where would they start? Well, I think the, the simple um, conversation starter is, is like, where do you live? What's your story? What makes your place special? You know, and um, why do you love your place? You know, you start creating those conversations, and these are universal conversations, and we start to see the same things happen again. I love my place because I know my neighbours. I love my place because I can go down the street and I've got my favourite bookstore. I love my neighbourhood because, um, you know. Mary down the street has got the most beautiful rose bushes, it, you know, and she gives little sweets to my kid, children. You know, whatever it is, it's starting with conversation of what's working, and this is where the asset-based um, development um, and ABCD, you know, um, uh, asset-based development starts. It's like, what's working? What's important? What do we love? 
you know, let's start there, because then I think in that context, we'll, the magic starts, you know. So can you tell me a little bit about your um, your project, which was 100 Illegal Acts of Placemaking, is that what it was called? That's right. Look, I started that, you know, with a few, lots of others in Melbourne, um, in those laneways of Melbourne, in particular where I was based for 17 years in Flinders Lane and the Graves, wonderful part of Melbourne where there's very little car traffic and very intimate and small spaces, and this is where I think people connect most when there's less cars and there's small shops and there's intimate little corners and edges and what we used to do is go out during the day and at night and just plant little you know little corners with 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 greenery and you know create stencil art you know have an illegal event where we didn't tell council we'd put out you know um Stereos and you know, a couple of hundred people would come and just dance the night away, and then they'd tell us to stop and we'd go, Oh, give us another five minutes, that'll become another hour. <laughs> but, but it brought people together, and, and through those little acts of what I call acts of kindness, and they could have been illegal, but they didn't harm anyone. And we, through that, became a domino effect. People gathered, celebrated, suddenly the, these blank walls became stencil art, beautiful stencil art, not just graffiti. And it became, now it's created Melbourne as the world's most livable city, those little laneways and, and those beautiful artworks, you know, which we call graffiti. We used to wash off all the time. Now, hundreds of thousands of people come to go and look at these graffiti. <laughs> so who would have thought these were rubbish bin tips? But um, but there 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 therein lies the act of kindness, and you know, beauty creates a wonderful environment where people can connect, even if it is a little bit gritty, you know, and edgy. That's what people want. They want rawness and a sense of authenticity, and it makes it really real. It makes it really real, you know, and that's and that's the key word. It, the really real. I guess real isn't always aesthetically beautiful. That's right. It's not just has to be perfect. It could be... But look, you know, community's complex and messy. So whatever we're going to do, like you see in parts of Goa in India, it's messy, but it's real. It's what we remember. You know, we, we don't remember what we buy. What We remember what we experience. And people want to, you know, in some ways buy experiences when they travel. They, they don't want to purchase that. They, it comes through spontaneity and, and acts of, you know, surprise and wonder and discovery. So throughout your career, what do you think has been your proudest moment? What's the, the story that gets you, um, that you're most proud of sharing? Oh, one of my proudest moments is actually on my nature strip where I used to live in a part of Melbourne. About 10 years I illegally planted uh, on my nature strip, which you weren't supposed to plant anything, and councils said that was illegal, I planted food trees, and I started to put a little uh, seat there where people started to sit down. I put a little table, I put a little, you know, it was called a free table, so anything that you wanted, shared books, and, you know, unfortunately, you know, those, in the middle of the night, that chair would disappear, (laughs) the table would disappear, the odd tree would disappear, we'd replant the tree, we'd put a new table. We went through about six different seats until we concreted it down. (laughs) But that was my beautiful, you know, that was my own act of kindness in my own street, which just catalyzed a sense of community. People would sit there, I'd get to know people, have little conversations. Um, Older people would sit because they would be carrying their shopping bags, that would be their little rest space. And then... Ten others created a little garden and seats, and suddenly the whole strip became 
you know, a little uh, neighbourhood of, of seats, quirky seats. We'd all sit down and, and then we'd start, start to share food. And, you know, that sort of um, act of beauty and placemaking and kindness was, was for me, was, was spread into the laneways of Melbourne, into those public markets. You know, it, it, it was such a simple act. Placemaking is not rocket science. Community building is not rocket science. So, you know, when your heart's in there and you give it a you, you, you give it a go, as they say in Australia, take a risk. And even though it's illegal, <laughs> um, you know, magic happens and, you know, community happens. I know lots of your ex- examples that you've given are really, really inspiring. Is there a place where there are more stories so that we can share these across the world so people think about what's possible on their street where they live? Absolutely. There's so many resources in, you know, in the UK, in Australia, in lots of places. Go out and search for them and even our website, villagewell.org, and our colleagues, um, Project for Public Spaces, pps.org, and, and you know your local main street and high street and market towns. All these stories, you know, the world is full of seven billion stories, you know. Each individual human has a story. And that's the thing, you know, we're all yearning to tell our story and to be seen and to be acknowledged. And I think, Richard, in your great work in your community hub and centre and what you presented, each individual and some of the, the, the little characters who felt they didn't have, you know, a story, you know, suddenly their story was touched by many. And I think that's, the, that's we are storytelling you know animals we want to connect and um, go out and take a take a risk and and you know go out and do a few illegal acts I say and have fun along the way. Gilbert thank you so much for having a chat really appreciate it it's great fun good luck with Village Well and um, the placemaking movement joining hands with uh, ABCD. Thank you. This podcast was recorded at the International Asset-Based Community Development Festival in January 2017. To find out more about Gilbert's work, visit villagewell.org.